Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. You may remember a few weeks ago I, I gave that example of um, you know, parents sometimes when they're they're listening, but they're not really listening, you know. Uh, I, after that, I, I heard a story of one of our young families. Um, she was saying that one of her young daughters was doing her homework, and she says to Dad, while Dad's in the midst of working or do whatever, doing whatever he's doing, she says, she says uh, Dad, what's, what's a synonym? And, and he's working away, and she's like, oh, darling, it's a spice. So she writes down spice, you know, and, <laughs> and later uh, mum's looking at the answers, you know, and it's English, right, and she sees spice and she thinks that doesn't sound right, you know, so she looks and she realises that the question was a, a synonym, not a cinnamon, cinnamon. I want to uh, encourage you over these next uh, 15 minutes or so uh, just to try and stick with me because what we're talking about today uh, is really, really important if we want to live out Easter lives. Over these past four weeks, we've been talking about Easter as a moment that leads to a process, that leads to a lifestyle. And this moment, in many ways, it begins with us. The Easter moment begins with us making a decision to open the door. To, to allow God into our lives so that we can encounter what Jesus talks about today in the gospel as the spirit of truth, a spirit which leads us on the greatest journey of our lives, a journey that transforms us into an Easter people, into people whose lives reflect that Jesus has risen from the dead. That death is no longer the last word. In religious language, we talk about this process as uh, growing in sanctification, uh, becoming holy, uh, being fashioned into the, the likeness of God, the likeness of Christ. So I've, I've tried over this past month to to kind of paint a little bit of a picture of what this Easter lifestyle looks like, how it impacts our life in the everyday. And my basic point has been this, that as we're transformed by Easter, we, we discover a capacity to live from a different viewpoint, a different point of you. St. Paul says it this way. I find it very hard to say things better than St. Paul. He says, it's, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. You hear the different viewpoint? Someone that's been transformed by Easter recognises that, yes, I live in the world like everyone else, and I suffer with everyone else. I'm challenged like everyone else, but I have this this capacity now to, to see through a different lens, to understand through a different lens. And that lens really is the lens of, of the death and the resurrection of Jesus. The lens where we, we recognise 
the goodness of God and the commitment of God towards us. A God who stops at nothing. A lens uh, which helps us to, to see everything through the resurrection of Jesus. A love that has overcome death. Today I want to give one more go at, at, at trying to talk about what this process of transformation does in us, how it, it impacts us, how it changes our life. Today I want to suggest that, that Easter gives us a new focus and a new desire for the will of God. This is probably the most important sign that we're growing as Easter people because this is really what Christian life is all about, recognising that, that God's way is always the best way for us. So to be a Christian it really is to kind of centre our whole lives around the will of God. God's will becomes the foundation of our life and the goal of our life. We, we kind of orbit around God's will. Now, I don't know about you, but I think for a lot of people, when we talk about God's will, we, we think of being obedient, don't we? Uh, doing what God tells us to do. You know, following the rules. But I want to suggest to you there's a more helpful way of understanding God's will. I like to think of God's will as living according to your design. To, to live out God's will is to live out God's design for your life. The, the image that came to me was from the prophet Ezekiel in the Old Testament. Uh, he gives us this image, which of course was an image he received from God, of water. Actually, this is probably a nice little uh, you know, uh, example of you know, water flowing out of the temple. Uh, this, this river of water. And, and the river, of course, is symbolic of the presence of God, the love of God, the life of God flowing out of the temple and going right throughout the town. And, and everything that this river touches, it gives life to. Now, as Easter starts to have its way in us, as we go on this, this process of being transformed from the inside out, we get to a point where we recognise that I really need to be in that river. We don't always understand why. It doesn't always make you know, perfect sense to us, but something in us knows that in the river is where we discover what is good and what is true. In the, in the river, we will discover what we're really looking for. We will work out how to make the best contribution to the world with our lives. Doing God's will is about putting ourselves in the river, about embracing God's design, getting in the flow. The challenge is that it can be very difficult to get in the river. We may love the idea of it. We might think, yeah, I want to get in the flow, I want to do God's will, but in reality... It can be very difficult for us. Sometimes we might dip our toe in, you know, or sort of hang on the edge, a few legs in, or we might, sometimes we jump in and we kind of get out quickly again, or sometimes we're in the river but we're kind of fighting against it, you know. In reality, there, there, there are all kinds of um, 
dynamics within us that, that resist the river. You know, those patterns of thinking, those ways of, of relating, those, um, you know, the, the ways that we understand ourselves and, and others, all, all, the, all that sort of collection of, of thoughts and ways of, of surviving life that we've gathered over time. All of that can, be, uh, can make it quite difficult for us to, to really trust and, and, and to jump into the river. So what we've been doing over these past three or four weeks is, is trying to give you practical ways that, that will help you to move towards the river, to, to open your hearts to the will of God, to, to give you a desire to want to jump in, a trust that if you jump in, it'll, it'll be all right might be cold for a little bit, but you kind of, you get used to it. Two weeks ago, I offered that simple suggestion uh, of making it count. You know, being deliberate and intentional about uh, connecting with our God from our hearts, even if it's just once a day, turning our hearts towards God as consciously as we can. Last week, I spoke about looking up. Uh, you know, intentionally throughout our day, turning our focus, turning our minds towards God. And we spoke about many different ways that we can do that. Today, I want to give uh, my last little simple suggestion for this series, and that is uh, we need to learn how to go beyond. Jesus says in the Gospel today, Anybody who receives my commandments and keeps them will be one who loves me. And anybody who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I shall love him and show myself to him. Twice in this gospel reading, Jesus makes this link between following his commandments and receiving Easter life. What's important, though, is that we recognize that Jesus is not saying, well, if you love me, and if you do what I say, then I will give you your reward. That's, it might sound like that, but that's not exactly what Jesus is saying. What he's really saying is that when you love me, when you live according to my design for your life, then you already have your reward. You're already in the flow because the flow is all about love. In the next uh, chapter of John's Gospel, chapter 15, Jesus says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. When we love, we make God present. We, 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 we put ourselves in the flow. We're in the river of life. Jesus goes on, no one has greater love than this to, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. So Jesus is saying that there is a certain kind of love that puts us in the river, and it's the love of the cross. It's a love that pours itself out, a love that, that takes us beyond ourselves, a love which isn't self-interested, self-focused, a love which has no clauses. You know, uh, often we, we kind of 
put conditions on our love, don't we? We, we like to love when it's convenient for us, uh, when uh, we get some kind of kickback, right? When it, when it feels good or when it makes us look good. But Jesus is inviting us here to a love that goes beyond all that, a, lo- a love that takes us beyond our preferences, beyond our interests, a love that takes us beyond our family and friends, uh, beyond those who can repay us. Love that goes beyond. That's the invitation of Jesus today. If we want to, uh, if we want to put ourselves in the river, He says, "When you love in that way, you're in it already." This love, this commandment, we need to recognise is pretty much impossible unless we've encountered the love of Easter. You see, what inspires us and what enables us to go beyond ourselves is recognizing how far God has gone beyond himself to love us. That's what gives us the capacity to go beyond ourselves for a sustained period. All of us might be able to do it, you know, for a for a day or for a week or for a year or two, but to to live out this kind of love our whole lives. It requires the transformation that can only come from encountering the love of Easter. You know, it's, it's this love which uh, it dissolves that barrier, those distinctions that we put between ourselves and others. You know, we probably don't like to admit it, and, and perhaps a lot of us, we don't even recognise it, but... I think it's fair to say that most of us, if not all of us, deep down we have this belief that we're separate, that we're different, that we're more special. But when we recognise this love of Easter that loves not just us but all people, it it kind of dissolves that belief that we're different. We we recognise that we're one and that's of course what the Eucharist is all about, celebrating our unity. Jesus spoke of it so beautifully today in the Gospel. He says... Uh, on that day you will understand that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. We're all, we're all one. The other thing that this love of Easter does is that it gives us a heart that celebrates others, that recognises the dignity of all people, regardless of their, their skin colour, their culture, their religion, their sexuality. The love of Easter gives us an appreciation, a, a desire to, to want to not just put up with people, but to celebrate people. The third thing that this love of Easter does is that it, it liberates us from our insecurities. It gives us a capacity to, to, to go beyond ourselves, to... To, to jump into the river. It's hard to do that unless we've been uh, healed and filled by Easter love. Unless our securities have been uh, met by the security of Easter love, the love of God. There are so many practical suggestions that I could offer Ways that we can go beyond ourselves in our day-to-day lives. It, it could be as simple 
as smiling as, at someone when you're walking by them in the street. But I want to suggest, let's today, let's begin, or let's, uh, let's seek to grow in this, in this uh, response to God, in, 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 this, uh, in this gift of going beyond ourselves, simply by, by looking to our heart. Before we seek to do anything concretely or practically, let's just, let's just start with our heart. Let's, let's ask God to keep touching our heart with the love of Easter so that we're able to go beyond ourselves and, and that we, we do it not because it's a good idea or not because Jesus says we should do it, but we do it because we recognise that that's how we're designed. We're designed to go beyond. We're designed to, um, to, to bring together uh, uh, all people to, to, to live uh, in, in the unity that we, that we see in the heart of God. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.